0: You're listening to Marketing News Canada, Canada's number one show featuring the brightest minds in marketing, PR, and digital advertising. Thank you for coming to another episode of Marketing News Canada. This is a very special episode where I want to introduce you to Zane, who's the vice president at Best Buy in charge of the home theater, portable audio, and emerging business world. Zane is responsible for developing the growth strategy for several key product categories at Best Buy Canada. Leading a team of merchants, he is focused on driving key product launches, diversifying the product mix, and creating strong vendor partnerships. Known as Best Buy's resident merchandising futurist, Zane has a passion for innovation and identifying exciting new technology. His entrepreneurial mindset, outside-the-box thinking, strategic approach to partnerships, and steadfast leadership have been integral. And best buy success zane thank you for being here thank you for having me i have to admit i went to best buy to set up our podcast originally we, we we got all of our products there you know it's kind of a candy shop i find it for myself sometimes i go in there and there's all the fun things to look at and you know you know hope for one day and and discover it's like a i go there it's a, it tells me about the future it tells me about what's now tech is exciting because it's always
1: changing And I feel like every time, you know, you set foot into one of our stores, there's always something new and exciting happening and new categories being developed and new products. And so I think that's what makes tech so exciting is just the constant change and innovation that continues to happen on a daily
0: basis. It's incredible. And and you have this great opportunity and, and privilege of going to the CES show. And those that don't know what that is, why don't you tell us what that is and what happens every year?
1: Yeah, it's the Consumer Electronics Show. It happens every year in January, and this was actually the first year that it was virtual. But prior to that, you would attend in person, and there would be a number of meetings, I think anywhere from up to 200,000 people typically will attend that show globally and it's the premier consumer electronic show to showcase new technology, all the innovation that's coming down the pipe from all kinds of different categories, whether it's foldable TVs to connected health devices, to smart home devices, to innovation coming in gaming and augmented reality and virtual reality. It's just a lot of cool technology and there's just booth after booth after booth to visit. And then a lot of, suppliers actually have hotel rooms where you get to go see even more of those secret products that you can't really talk about or under NDA and it's a 4 to 5 day event of just go 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 and one of the things that's always a challenge was just getting around and that you have to budget an hour just to get from one end of the strip to the other end of the strip or to the convention center and so uh, it's a fun time definitely a fun time and you get to see a lot of cool things at CES I, I just
0: sometimes my mind just explodes because of how much is out there. That's amazing. So uh, the question now is doing it virtually, was it more efficient? Was it more productive? Or were you like, man, I can't wait to do it in person next year? To be honest with you, I used
1: to say to myself, oh, I have to go to CES and it's exhausting because it's a a long day and you got to fly there you're in a hotel and it's go 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 and this year was virtual and it just didn't have the same feel to it i can't wait to actually go and do things in person again at ces virtually it was a little different you don't get to see the product live and you can't kind of touch it you can't experience the demos on a video versus an in-person demo to me they're night and day and you can't see the features and the designs, you know, if you look at a television set and the thin quality of those television sets or a demo of how a product particularly works is just not the same on a video
0: versus live. Yeah. So I, I can go into a Best Buy today and there's some cool stuff, right? Still pretty future-y. What, what's coming down the pipe though? What are you excited about? What do you see at the show that you're like, man, listeners, you, you can't wait for this. This is coming down that you're- well, I think I think
1: there's a lot of cool stuff that I think a lot of people saw, like flying cars. <laughs> I thought that was one that was out there quite a bit, you know, that people are looking at. But a couple areas that really jump out is, is what is actually happening within the smart home category. And then a really great thing happening um, around connected fitness and health and sport tech. Those okay. are probably some things where people are really looking at
0: what kind of innovation is coming down the pipe within those particular areas? Well, why don't we start with smart home? Um, you know, I find that fascinating. So, currently in our office, for example, we have TELUS, it does our security and, you know, as the camera is set up, and we've got Google, you know, devices that play our music. Uh, in in our home, we've got a Sonos device that I can tell Alexa, or, and, and my kids have figured out how to tell Alexa to change the song and play Baby Shark every day, all day. So, what can we look forward to that, that we're? Yeah. So,
1: I mean, the smart home, you know, first, I mean, really it comes, it, it, you know, when you look at where things were five years ago, when I first went to CES and really talked about it, there was really a couple different products. It was cameras like you have set up. Yeah. Maybe there was the Nest thermostat, which was yeah. kind of really the first foray into smart home. And then multiple devices started coming out, like lighting products, you know, yeah. other security products. And what was happening was none of these devices could talk to each other. Right, And you had, I remember, a folder of apps on my phone to just go through all of these devices. And what ended up happening was you had retailers start to build out actual physical hubs, which would then basically be the place where everything was centralized so that you could control all of these devices and they could somewhat talk to each other. And what ended up happening is some of the big tech companies started to really look at that and say, hey, how do we participate within this space? And the next thing you know, you've got Alexa, Amazon's uh, Alexa, and then you have Google and the Google Home, and Samsung's got their own system as well, Apple with HomeKit. And so they started creating ecosystems, right, is what we'd like to call those, right? And so it really kind of then started and taking off when you saw the echo amazon echo and the google home type product and so you had these i guess you can call them digital assistants is what we would call them and you know you you just use google home for an example you could ask it you know what the weather was going to be you could ask you know what your calendar was going to look like for that particular day when's your next meeting you know you could ask who is lebron james and it would tell you all of that and so what ended up happening is everyone decided you know, that was going to build an innovative product that they were going to basically go and attach to with those, one of those ecosystems. It was Amazon, Google, Apple, to that extent. And what ended up happening, though, is people weren't able to visualize what was actually going on. So if I said, dim the lights, well, how much is it going to actually dim? Do I actually know from a 0 to 10 scale where it's actually going to be? And you wouldn't know that. And so they started to build out the displays. And so the displays really have kind of taken everything by storm and become really the hub. You could use your phone, but there's so much going on on the phone right now with notifications, yes. text okay. messages, WhatsApp, or you know Signal Today, or whatever people are using. And so it, all of a sudden, you use this digital assistant with a display as a hub, and there was more features that you could use with it. And the first was you could use what we call social hardware. So you could actually do voice calling and via video. And one of the systems actually, I think um, Facebook has one, it's called the portal. You have a feature called story time on it. Yeah,
0: yeah we've done that. My kids and my, my mom and dad, the, the grandparents read to my kids.
1: It's fantastic because yeah. it's, it's basically augmented reality and you can immerse yourself, you become the story. Right, You're not just telling the story. And I think that's what you can do with these video based displays. And then you can now watch the music videos that you need to play. You don't just need to listen to them. You can see your shopping list now on the digital displays. You can connect to your uh, doorbell. And so if your doorbell, you know, somebody rings it, it'll pop up on your display at who's actually the door. So you can see that. And then, you know, I think the other thing is just visual guides maps. So now if I ask who is LeBron James, they would actually show who LeBron James is visually. Right. And so I'm just using him as an example. And so now that you can kind of see everything, this is where the real cool stuff starts to actually take place. And so one of the areas I'm actually excited about is um, the connected bath and kitchen area. And okay. so I've started to, see. you know, a couple of years ago, it started. we started to talk about it with the brand. Specifically, I think a lot of people know Kohler is a, is a pretty high-end um, premium brand within that space. But if I wanted to pour a glass of water I now can connect through my um, digital assistant these devices where on the tap, I could ask how many ounces I actually wanted poured. And so if I said, hey, pour eight ounces of water, it'll pour eight ounces of water. And if I wanted to turn on the shower and play music within the shower, I would just say, hey, turn on the shower, turn the temperature to this water and play this song. And So you can connect that way. You could even get to a point where you could ask one of these ecosystems to flush your toilet and you don't actually have to touch the handle. You can ask it to heat the seat on the toilet. So I think that's one of the cool areas that's really coming up. I think another area that I'm really excited about is connected lighting and what we're calling entertainment lighting. So people have now decided to take their home theater area and put light strips around their TV. They're putting light strips around the Island in their kitchens and they're changing the colors. And now these products, like you can have uh, nano leaf panels on your wall, they'll sync up with the music. And so you can kind of almost make it a a disco type theme if you really wanted to. And I don't know if people are into disco, but music is now synced up with the lighting and, and it can sync to movies So, for example, if you're watching a movie and you're going through a rainforest, not only would you hear the audio to the TV, but the lighting on the side would actually turn green because it's a green rainforest. So those types of technologies are coming down the pipe in a much more greater way. And gamers, gamers really love the lighting and the mood that goes with their games. And so it syncs up to different games as well. And so I think those are really, really cool and exciting products when you you think about what's going to happen in, um, in smart home overall. And then the last area that I'm excited about really in this space is around kind of the robotics area. So there's some things happening in there. There's what we call autonomous robots. So, one area that I know um, I know a lot of people are getting excited about is, you know, the Roomba device is, yeah. you can connect it to your digital assistant, tell Roomba to vacuum whatever room you decided to and, and have it programmed that way. But now there's autonomous lawnmowers. So basically, you don't have to be pushing your lawnmower or driving your lawnmower anymore. There's a lawnmower out there that actually goes and parks itself. You tell it to cut the lawn, it measures what areas of the lawn it needs to cut, and it'll go and do it for you and you can just watch you don't actually have to be a part of it anymore so there's that there is um, service robots coming out, so like what you call a digital nurse. So yeah. it comes and it can follow you around. I think you've seen a lot of that at Samsung where they've got a couple different um, robots that they've showed. And so there's a lot around the robotics side that um, can help, especially the elderly. I think that's one area where you know they've got a bit of a, not a digital assistant, but a, a service robot there to, yeah. to help them. Um, and then there's surveillance robots too, which is you know, not just the cameras anymore that are attached to the house. You actually have small devices that are roaming and surveillance for that house um, or <laughs> wherever you might be. So that's some incredible. really cool stuff coming out. And then you talk about what I said earlier, autonomous vehicles and flying cars and all that stuff. That's at uh, CES.
0: That's incredible. We, I, I got one of those Google displays. I think was it was at Google home or what, what do they call the ones yeah. that the display on they actually call it the nest hub. The no. Nest Hub. Okay. And yeah. so we have a Nest temperature thing. But what I love about it in the in the morning is that it, like I walk by it and it tells me like the temperature for the day, the news highlights. I can see the camera that's downstairs. And, and then again, our kids have figured out to ask for Daniel Tiger to play Daniel Tiger shows on YouTube. Of course. And you can play Netflix on it now too oh, on wow. these
1: uh, devices. Yeah. So I think the other thing is if you have a house, one of the cool things about those Nest hubs is you can use it as an intercom. Oh, so wow. you could say broadcast dinner is ready and if you have multiple devices around the home and yeah. the kids are in one area and other parts of the family are in another area it'll broadcast to everybody so they all come into the kitchen to have dinner or the dining room so, that's wild. Yeah, there have a lot of cool devices, and the fact that you can kind of see what your temperature setting is now—you yep. know—that's something that people are really, really excited about with um, with those Nest hubs. And then the other area in that that's going to be pretty important is um, water management. So mm-hmm. you can have leak
0: sensors. Um, I, I have one of those. Actually, actually, right. I had a Rogers security before Telus in my home that had a leak sensor, and it discovered a leak
1: in our it's, home. It's pretty important because you know yeah. when things get cold, especially in oh. some parts of the country you know, your your pipes could just burst. And you, yeah. you need to actually have um, some kind of sense around it so it can run a diagnostic for you. So there's product coming around that that is gonna really help from a water management's perspective. and. Yeah you know, of the segments that are really important within smart home energy and resource management is one of them, right? People want to reduce their hydro bills and water usage and things like that. And, you know, conserve energy for whatever, you know, whatever the need is. And so that's what smart home is going to allow people to do is kind of conserve energy, monitor what's going on, monitor the water usage in their homes, all of those different things that are going to be, you know, important to
0: maintaining a home over the next few years or longer term. That's incredible. And, and one day, one day, I, now that we figure out a robot to read you know, our children's books, bit, I wonder if they'll ever figure out how to change a diaper. Oh, I think there'll be robots to do that. One
1: day, one day. One day. Yeah. One day. Not okay. sure, but um, I, I'm telling you because machine learning is the other area here. And machine learning, artificial intelligence is going to start to know what type of food you need to order for takeout. It's going to know when you're home, uh, you know, around and it's going to turn on the lights and it's going to play the music you want as soon as you step in. It It's going to it's going to order your food for you. Right. You know, there's a lot there. So, for example, you could uh, call a restaurant and uh, through you know, one of these devices or even if you it through to your phone, you're actually going to be talking more to, uh, I guess, a bot, if anything. And they're going to actually be able to have a conversation with you, but you won't actually be talking to a human. So it'll book the reservation for you. It's going to know when you actually need certain groceries because your fridge is going to display what it has in it, what it isn't. And it'll just ask you if this needs to be ordered or may not ask you. And <laughs> it just might order it for you depending on how you have it set up. So a lot of cool things coming down the pipe when it comes to smart home because it's supposed to work seamlessly for you. We're not there yet, but the definition of smart home is working seamlessly. And it's just, I think we're a little bit away, but it's coming and it's coming quickly. And it's just really, really exciting.
2: At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward with each new idea Call 1-800-USA-LEXUS for important lease, cash offer, and pricing details. Restrictions apply. Not all customers will qualify. Offer available in the Lexus Eastern area in April 1st, 2024.
3: As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash podcast. That's indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.
0: I love the fact that even my my Apple Watch will tell me if I've washed my hands long enough. And, uh, fascinating. It is crazy what these watches can do, which is
1: a great segue into kind of connected health and, and fitness and what's happening there. I remember... Five years ago, you know, and uh, or maybe six or seven, I'm not 100% sure, but Fitbit came out with their first device, which was a tracker around your wrist, that all it did was really track your steps how active was a person going to be. And then you had a bunch of other brands come into the play too. And there's been a lot of consolidation, but it's actually really, really amazing to see where some of these brands have come and what is now out there from a watch perspective. And it's just one segment of connected health. And, you know, I think people get really excited about it because, you know, now these watches can track your heart rate, right? You can track how many calories you've burned, There's meditation capabilities on there, blood pressure. There's even now devices for kids. So you can track their steps, their activity. There's devices out there that will teach kids good habits, like when to brush their teeth, right and um it'll basically just you know empower them and you know teach them independence and self self esteem stuff like that so kids are now getting involved with these wearable devices and it's gotten to a point where it's medical grade you can now get ecg on i think the apple watch and then a couple more devices are coming down the pipe and you know those are health canada certified so there's some true meaning before People were looking at their heart rate and saying, is that accurate or not, right? And so now you truly can see you've got ECG Health Canada certified in there. And so there's a lot of really interesting things like LTE also now getting integrated into these watches. So you don't actually have to pull out your phone anymore, right? So there's a lot of cool things that are happening specifically within that health space. And you've got a lot of great brands in Apple and Samsung and Garmin and Fitbit who are really kind of leading that space and apple now has apple fitness tied to the watch right so you can check out routines you know all kinds of things you know from guided programs of yoga to high intensity training Um, and then there's fitbit type product where you can actually get one-on-one coaching right and so that's what you would get but you have to subscribe to those premium services but health is just so much more important out there today especially as people are aging in place Challenging times to get to a hospital, you yeah. know, and do you want to go to the hospital? So, there's a lot around the watch area, and I think it's more developed than a lot of other areas of connected health. And so, when you talk about CES and like what's been exciting over the last couple of years in the connected health space, there's a lot of cool innovation happening with that. And so, when I look at connected health, I separate it from the fitness category and the watch category. And connected health is really multiple other segments. And so there's some really cool, exciting things. So the first segment we, we look at is smart healthcare. So really what that would be is, you know, smart thermometers that track your temperature. Then you have glucometers. There's product out there for telehealth and you don't necessarily have to, you know, be a part of a service to have telehealth, but There's product out there that comes with a stethoscope, a device to check your throat and a device to check your ears. And while you're doing that, a doctor is on the other side on video and there's a camera in these devices. So as you put the device down your throat to check everything, the doctor can see it through the actual phone as you're talking to them. So you can basically self-diagnose or not self-diagnose, but you could tell your doctor without actually having to physically go there now and sit in a waiting room and wait and book an appointment, you know, you'd book the appointment online. It's a lot easier. And so there's a lot of that. Home blood tests are starting to come about too. So you don't actually have to go there. You can just do it yourself. It's pretty innovative of what's happening. Another area that's really important to people is pain management. And so now you have these deep tissue massagers like Theragun or Hyperice They're fantastic devices. I don't know if you've ever had a chance to use them, but they can be pretty addicting because you can sit there (laughs) quite a long time and sit with the gun and and move it around and massage out your body. Um, There's things for posture control products out there. So, you you know, we all want to sit up straight and it'll notify you when you're slouched over, right? And it just keeps everything uh, from a posture perspective. There's devices to mask menstrual pain that's out there as well where you know it just can manage the pain and help in that particular space so there's a lot of innovation sinus pain relief devices as well too you don't have to take a pill anymore for these types of pains so those are really cool and then from pain you go to weight and people are all about weight management right now so you have your typical smart scales but there's food sensors out there that'll determine eventually how many calories you're going to actually intake before you eat it right so that's pretty cool stuff gluten sensors if you have any kind of preference or non-preference or for medical reasons you know gluten and then there's products like smart belts That'll tell you that you you're eating too much, and it'll maintain tell you like it'll notify you because you are just putting too much food in your stomach. So there's some pretty cool things when it comes to that. And another big one that I think a lot of people are talking about is is sleep. And sleep is getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And not only is there sleep tracking on these watches that we have, but you know you've got white noise machines, meditation devices like the Muse products. But when it comes to sleep, you know snoring is an issue, and so there's actually smart masks that will stop and prevent people from snoring. Yeah, it's it's pretty innovative. And there's also smart pillows out there. Now, pricing is fairly high and some of them have come and gone over the time, but it a uh, smart pillow would stream music to your ear as you're lying on it very gently. It'd have the alarm kind of built into your pillow. And if you were snoring, it would gently nudge you through a vibration so it would stop people from snoring as well so smart pillows were you know something that i was like oh, this is really really cool stuff especially as people look at sleep tracking and how if they're weathering their deep sleep or just kind of a fringe sleep, I guess, is what yeah. people are having. Uh, medical adherence, another area. So people forget to take their pills. There's a pill reminder. So that's typically what you have when you look at those types of things. Um, asthma inhalers that are connected for tracking those areas. Biometrics, so fertility tracking now. I think that's wow. important for a lot of people. Breath analyzers. There's a product Is that for bad is that for bad
0: breath or alcohol?
1: There, there it's more for I guess you could say alcohol, but um, there's also a product that basically measures the hydrogen in your breath to let you know what foods you're most compatible with.
0: Wow. Yeah. Uh, and so there's because I've got those like like Under Armour, My Fitness Pal app to be able to track what I'm eating and it tells me kind of like my fiber level, my carb level, my protein level. But I always forget to put stuff in because I it's you have to manually input it. Right. And so all those apps are great. Like Noom, I love, I got my Renfo, you know, scale, smart scale. But it's like, I just wish they all would talk to each other. Like and and if I was feeding my thing, you know, whatever my fitness pal, I'd love for that to tell me like, oh hey, you need more fiber. Here's three meals we'd suggest. But right now they're all siloed.
1: Yeah. And I think that's the problem there. And eventually I think things will start to talk to each other, or you can auto input it in, right, Nick? I mean, I envision the day where you just kind of use—you could, you could have your phone out, and similar to like a QR code, you just yeah. kind of scan your food, and it all uploads right into your phone and into your into your app. I mean, eventually, I see that type of thing happening just because it's going to be simpler for people but you know measuring some of the things like gluten in the foods you know how much sugar is in the food i mean whether or not you believe what is on the label of the box or that your food you're eating i'm not sure but you want to track that all and how do you get that in there well there's devices to do that and so there's a lot of cool things when it comes to the food space specifically and i think it's going to be a category that's just going to grow and grow and grow because people need to eat healthier and healthier and everyone's on different diets right there's
0: Everybody's on different diets. And speaking of exercise, too, that w- with it, I um, Peloton had the app two months for free. I, I, my house is small, so I don't have room for a bike or a treadmill. But the outdoor running apps, audio only, have been amazing. So I've been doing those. Yeah. And 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 I I finally got convinced to get an Apple Watch to try the Apple Fitness things out. But I found the Peloton people were a lot more, it was, they were easier to listen to better sound mixes, better music, but I love the apple in that it like tracks it all for me, my heart rate. And even while I'm sleeping, like I'll wake up in the morning and it has a full analysis of my sleep. Yeah. It's
1: incredible. Yeah. And and I think there's some coaching elements that are going to come into those apps as well, right. On how to sleep better, you know, things like don't eat before you go to bed, could be one of them, you know, depends on what time, here's the best time to exercise so that you have the deepest sleep and the best possible sleep. There's a lot of more coming, you know, when it comes to teaching people how to sleep because yeah, sleep's a big one there too, that people are worried about uh, along with food. And so you combine the two, you know, then you have a more healthier conscious lifestyle that way. So the next, you know, a couple other areas that were really exciting to me, one was hearables. And so that's really Now you've got devices that are hearing enhancers, and then you got hearing aids and then they're connected and you do everything through an app but you know with an aging population you know hearing enhancers is getting bigger and then smart hearing aids is going to you know become something where at least price points are going to start to come down in that space with more connectivity to them on the apps on all of that and and i think that's going to help because right now i think you know you look at hearing aid devices they're fairly expensive for for people that need them and then the other one that's really really exciting is uh, exoskeleton or mobility and so Think of a person putting on a robotic suit. Yes. You know, like almost like a pair of uh, pants that's like armor-based. You know, or a lot bigger and heavier. And what it'll actually do, it'll like augment or it'll reinforce your performance. So, imagine a boulder that you couldn't lift, but you put this suit on and now all of a sudden you can lift this boulder that you couldn't have lifted without it. And I've never tried it, but I've seen it and I actually am blown away by it. I almost had to go there and try to lift the boulder without it on to truly, this is real, but it is. And I've seen people that are struggling to walk, to Mm -hmm. actually be able to now walk and go up steps. Individuals that... I'm not saying that, they, that, that people are actually like able to just come out of a wheelchair and walk automatically by putting this on. I mean, I think there needs to be some growth with it. exoskeleton is going to be something that's going to be bigger and bigger and bigger. I could see it being used in a variety of industries like construction. Um, it's going to be in the health area, obviously, where people are going to be, you know, it's going to help more and more people to do the things they normally couldn't have done in the past. And I'm really, really excited about that particular category.
0: That's incredible. It's like
1: something out of uh, Avatar. It is. It is. It is. It's just where technology is and and where it's going is unbelievable. And then, you know, you look at people that play sports today too, right? I mean, we all just want to be really active and you've got now connected basketballs and connected soccer balls and trackers for golf swings. So, you know, I look at product out there. If you want to shoot hoops and you're somebody who wants to shoot 100 three-pointers or free throws and you want to track what your percentage was of shots made, it's all now built into the ball and on an app on your phone.
0: Amazing. Right.
1: And then if you want to look at your swing, your golf swing, and how did you actually perform your speed, you know, your accuracy, all of that, that literally is all done through apps on your phone. Now, soccer
0: balls, how hard do you kick the ball, your accuracy, all of it. It's all there. Swim goggles. I got a pair from uh, made in Vancouver form and, and you literally put it on. You feel like you're Man because the top right corner tells you how many lengths you've done uh, your speed, your speed through you know for every twenty five meters. and at the end you, it, it connects to your phone and then it even analyzes your swim of how many front stroke, how many breast stroke, and were you better than last time?
1: yeah, uh, it's 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 amazing. and I think even the Apple watch does a lot of that stuff so, yeah. Cute.
0: So my goggles, I, I couldn't find the charger. And so I was like, man, but I still use my goggles, but then I didn't realize, but my phone popped up and said it was tracking my swim. I didn't even know it was on there. Wow! And yeah, the only issue is like, if you try to, you wanna look at your watch while you're swimming, you're trying to do this with one hand up by your face. And so it's a little awkward. So I can see still the benefit of form, but I do love that there's a nice backup on the Apple Watch. And also I'm competing with my brother who also has an Apple Watch, and we do these weekly uh, ring competitions, and it's so fun. Like, we pay for a $10 iTunes gift card every week, and right. I've, I've been beating them for the last three weeks, and it's awesome.
1: Well, that's another great segue into gamification. You know, from a marketer right now, the gamification around these connected health or fitness products that are coming out. Obviously, you mentioned Peloton earlier, they're probably oh. the first mover, and
0: I know people that have Peloton, and they are Peloton. Earth, right? Yeah. That, okay, And I think that's probably why they gave it for free for two months because I'm, a, I'm just a runner who's been taking advantage of the free service. But they're always like, like Jess Sims is this amazing kind of coach on and I feel like she's my friend now, my running buddy. And she's like, hey, Pelotoners. And I'm like, yeah, I'm a Pelotoner. I don't have a bike though, but maybe I need a bike. Yeah. And, and it's an addiction,
1: right? And their coaching and what they've done, you know, from that perspective, it separates them from a lot of the other companies are out there, but there's Mm. more and more of that coming to the forefront. So gamification, whether you're competing against your brother or yourself is what's getting built into these connected health or connected fitness products. So there's smart rowing machines that are out there as well. Um, There's weight training devices that stick to your wall like tonal or uh, mirror that i think lululemon oh, has partnered with right and yeah. so you can the resistance bands and things like that are all attached to the wall and um, i think the, google
0: owns fitbit now they, they purchased it it's they, do. Their,
1: they do they yeah. do that acquisition is actually closed i think they it, and so there's a a plan in place between the two to further integrate and how, what that's going to look like in the future. But yes, they, they own the, uh, the Fitbits. And so I think that's really, really exciting stuff. And it's part of the consolidation that's coming in. A lot of the big tech companies are starting to use their muscle to acquire different companies in order to gain a foothold within this whole connected health and smart fitness space. You know, I look at some of the products that are out there too, and I get, I get really excited about products. You're talking about CES and, and what's out there, but uh, products called like Fight Camp, which, you know, you're basically, you're, you get your smart punching bag. And it'll, it'll measure your punch count and your speed. And so if you need to blow some steam off, you can definitely, does that exist now? Can I get that? it? It does exist now, right? Uh, rock climbing, uh, uh, type device. So you can actually virtually pretend that you're climbing rocks or climbing different areas. So scenery uh, is a big thing. Exclusive content. Some of these companies are starting to get celebrities, yeah. you know, that come into play. They're starting to obviously work on things like exclusive content, uh, different areas of scenic routes. So if you're riding a bike, are you going down a mountain bike hill? Are you riding on the road? Those types of things that go with it. Smart rowing machines probably have different scenery that's coming with it too. And so that's a really, really important piece from a partnerships perspective. It's not just like you're riding a bike, and I think they're all trying to figure out okay what's our advantage over somebody like a Peloton who has that first mover
0: and or then YouTube there's YouTube, even right YouTube which is free right yes YouTube, yeah. yeah there's some really bad workouts on there and there's a, a few good ones there right? is a few good ones there is a few good ones and you know I
1: think there's just so much out there from a YouTube perspective too but you can just you know some of these these products you just use either with the screen that comes with it or the tablet and you could you could actually come up with your own you could just use YouTube if you really wanted to and yeah. still use the product because the product's are also really good. One cool thing that I'm I, I thought you know while we're all working from home, a lot of us is a uh, the fit desk, and so basically it's a bike with a desk built in so you could have your laptop and your cycling at the same time and so there's different variations of that but i was looking at that and going oh you know what that's a very interesting type product i mean i could have my laptop sitting right there while i'm cycling right or you know there's product that goes underneath your desk you can cycle but this this fit desk just actually looked like i was working a lot harder um, on my workout so those are really kind of the exciting things and then what companies are starting to do as well is, um, what we call like reward for active lifestyle. So you start to accumulate points, you tie it in with gamification, you could possibly redeem those points for other types of rewards or prizes, things like that. So, you know, there's always you know, back in the day, or there's still is a step challenges, right? Well, now yeah. they're just going next level. You turn it in with these connected fitness, meetings, you're, you're working against a network of people, um, or you could do it, pull, pull it in with your family. And then, so, you know, you get rewarded. Like if you walk 10,000 steps a day for 30 straight days, then you would get this prize or a coupon for this. And it's almost like a marketing tactic to just keep
0: you within their ecosystem. Huh, that's really smart. That's really cool. Zane, th- this has been incredible. Uh, this has been a fire hose of incredible ideas, products. Uh, and I think all of our listeners, we need to know about it. We need to know about what's changing. How is the hardware, how is the software changing in this world that we are marketing to, advertising to, you know working on to engage these people to consider the brands we work for or you know the, the brands we represent that we work for. So thank you for being here.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Anytime. I'm really always excited to talk about these cool products at CES. And I think marketing is going to be a huge component of getting the message out about this. It's very difficult to talk to these products. So you know marketers need to come up with creative ideas. I actually feel things like augmented reality are going to be a pretty big play when it comes to marketing and how do you integrate with gamification. But when I use augmented reality what I'm talking about is marketers being able to do things virtually for, so if you actually wanted to see if your TV is going to fit your wall, you could do it through augmented reality. The ability to try on a watch virtually, too, and how you market that and getting people. I mean, you could literally increase your customer base quite a bit there because you don't actually have to physically try on a watch. And during these COVID times, people are sensitive to that, you know, who touched what, all of that. So, you know, I think virtually trying things on, does it fit you? How does it look? I mean, augmented reality is going to be a big play when it comes to how people are going to go to market and be able to help people interact with things
0: virtually as there's a bigger, bigger, bigger shift to digital. I saw this uh, Vancouver-based shoe company, Vessi Shoes, Mm -hmm. had a snap filter where you could put it on your feet and it put a pair of their shoes on your feet and you could swipe depending on the color that you wanted. It was brilliant. Really excited about what
1: Snap's up to. Yeah, definitely that type of augmented reality feature is going to be
0: much greater as we move through the next two to three, four, five years. That's awesome. Well, Zane, thank you for being here. We're going to have to have you back on again. Tell us about more products, more ways the world is changing, the culture is changing, the shift in the landscape physically, uh, emotionally, I'd say, even with all these products and all these uh, services and systems. So thanks again for being here. Well, thank you for having me. And CES is every January and I get really excited after CES. So maybe we'll do it again. All right. Well, make sure you check out your local Best Buy location, see what sort of new goodies, tools, features, products that you can check out. Uh, maybe you want to get it for uh, market research purposes, get it for your office, get it for your staff to try out and say, how does this impact uh, the products that we sell? How does this impact the services that we sell and that we represent and that we promote? So Best Buy is a great store to check out. They've got great options and the people that are always super friendly, the blue-shirted people will always lend you a hand. When we were getting our podcast set up, uh hardware that we needed, uh, software, uh, there was always an incredible blue shirted person there to help us pick out the right speakers, microphone, everything. So, uh, thanks everyone for joining us this week on marketing news, Canada, and we'll see you next time on the show. Thanks for listening to marketing news, Canada. For more episodes and other great stories from Canadian marketers, visit marketingnewscanada.com. All episodes are recorded at the Jelly Marketing Studio, thanks to our producer,
2: Chris Penner, and editor, Travis Jeffers. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward.